Hello and welcome to the Can't Race for Shed podcast, the only CRS podcast this week that will be starting a fundraiser for MotoGP drivers that can't count because Hogwarts doesn't teach maths. <laughs> this week's episode is called Slow Zone. I'm joined by my regular co-host Jimmy. Say good day, Jimmy. Good day, everybody. And just before we get started properly, I will have to correct you. They're not MotoGP drivers, they're MotoGP riders. To be fair, that was the only mistake I made in that, and I thought we were going to have to do a couple of redos, so I'm actually quite impressed we got through. It's not bad. I'm not bad at all. Myself. <laughs> oh, this drink is delicious, I just have to say. Uh, it's because you get to mm. drink in the evenings now, and I, I get to <sighs> not. Yummy, yummy, yummy. It's a, it's a bank holiday tomorrow. I'm well excited. Four-day For... weekend I've had. Bank holiday for for what? Uh, Queenie's birthday. Yeah, they have... Oh right, you you doing that? Oh, we had that <laughs> no, last week. No, they don't. Jubilee. Yeah, we we have it now. Just a week even late. Even her birthdays, even her birthdays, like September sometime. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, but she has an official birthday and the half birthday <laughs> sort of thing. Right. Because when you're the monarch, you get to decide. I'm I'm currently going through the list of people in in an event that we're going to talk about very soon and there's a lot of people i recognize it's it's, yeah the driver lineup's really good if only the actual sort of racing side of things was sort of this active who knows who knows (laughs) from what you tell me there's a lot of uh a lot of slow zones Oh, yeah, it's just been... I don't know why we haven't just turned around and said what it is. Um, obviously, Le Mans. Le Mans is on. Yes, Le Mans. Um, and it's just one, big, just one big slow zone at the moment. Um, has been since the race pretty much started. Yay. That's um, great for racing. Yeah, well, at least they're not just safety car and red flagging everything. Um, constantly. That's, that's what point. That's what the slow zone is there to sort of accommodate is not having this constant red flag and safety car situation, but yeah, it just yeah. means it seems to me that you're watching a car like really start to catch someone, and then all of a sudden, no, no not for you. I'm, I'm looking at car 85, a pink Ferrari with the Iron Dames. I'm assuming that's a female only team. Uh, I don't know, there's definitely. I definitely know that there's at least one female driver, and obviously having a big thing about um, female um, sort of within the teams this year. They've been making a big deal yeah. about that. Hang on, hang on. Now, car ninety three Proton competition. There's Matt Campbell, and that's fine. He's a really good driver in Australia. He came and won anything in a Porsche. But the other, the person he's driving with is Michael Fassbender. Sorry, say that again. Michael Fassbender is driving in Le Mans. Yeah, Michael Fassbender's been driving in Le Mans for a while. Have you not seen the Amazon series? No. Road to Le Mans? No, I haven't seen Michael that. Fassbe- Michael Fassbender's a half-decent racing driver, mate. There's there's Andrew Harrianto. I wonder if he's related to Rio Harrianto. I have no idea. but I can't believe you didn't know about Fassbender. Hang on just a second. Uh, you keep going. I'm going to keep looking through this list. Yeah, so obviously, Le Mans has been going on. It's not been the most sort of well-advertised thing this year. We only have five top-flight cars, and one of them has basically spent half the race in the pits. So there's two Toyotas, two Glickenhouse, and um, the Alpine, which is just not not what it used to be. Le Mans, Le Mans used to be all about sort of the top flight and the overall win, but it just seems to have lost a lot of that recently, which is kind of sad. But we're, we're expecting more cars to be joining next year, top flight. Um, Ferrari's in, I believe Peugeot is in. Um, they've been testing their car. Um, McLaren have talked about it. So, yeah, we should actually have a, a lot more of an event next next year. Yeah, I missed everything you said. I was sorting something out with Sam. Sorry about that. It's um, fine. I was I was rambling for time. 
Good, good, good. We can move on to someone with possibly the world's most unfortunate name. He drives for the 777 car, D-Station D Racing, and his name is Charles, and, and I can't pronounce his last name, but I'll spell it for you, F-A-G-G. Oh, I think that's pronounced it. I, I think you could have pronounced that. I'm not going to because I don't want Odd to cancel me. <laughs> but yeah, I'd well, much it, rather not be cancelled. It won't be long until we're cancelled anyway. That'll be fine. Yeah, actually, that is just a cigarette for you guys. Uh, yes. Yes, it does have the um, same meaning it has for you guys as well. So, Yeah. But I'll run through some drivers that we know of. So there's Tony Villander who's a very good GT3 driver. Uh, we've got uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, who's driving uh, in a Ferrari. I can't find that. Uh, we've also got Sebastian Ogier, uh, Felipe Nazza, Louis Delatraz, and Robert Kubica in the same car, the number five Prema Orlean team. That's the one I'm cheering for. Car is fantastic Sebastian. at turning left, not so good at right. <laughs> Sebastian and, Bourdais. And I'm going to hell. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Nick DeFries. I've heard he's all right. Uh, Oliver Jarvis. Who else have we got that we'd know? Sean Galile and Rene Rast. Uh, Alex Brundle and Esteban Gutierrez. Antonio Felix da Costa, another F2 driver. It's 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 weird. It's got like the names Pietro are there. Audi. Yeah, there's a lot of names there. Uh, Jack Aitken and Sophia Flush driving for the same team. Jack Aitken, obviously the world's fastest gamer. Yes. Uh, Kamui Kebayashi, Brendan Hartley, Sebastian Buemi, uh, Nicholas Lapierre, Roman Demar and Olivia Pla. Uh, Richard Westbrook, he does a lot of... Doesn't he do brick car racing, Richard, Bre Richard Westbrook? Uh, I Possibly. We've heard that name before. And Ryan Briscoe as well, we've heard of. And that's pretty much it of people that we'd actually know. It's a good grid. I said the dry, the driver lineup is is solid. It's just lacking definitely lacking the substance, um, which sucks. But yeah, it's well, and like I said, next year hopefully should be should be a bit better. But I, I think they should have probably made a bigger thing out of the GT racing, knowing they weren't going to have a good time with the um prototypes yeah no, that's a good point actually because the prototypes is its own little it's its own little controversy in it yeah and like that obviously we've got lmp2 but they are essentially just slow slow lmp1 car at one point they were faster than them but that's they were and then they're like we can't have this yeah that that's that's kind of their their deal and if you're not you're not going to make a big thing out of the um, LMP2s, are you? Because that goes against your, your LMP1. So just just make a big thing out of the GT cars when you know LMP1 is going to suck because you've got literally five cars. Make a big thing yeah. out of a series that people are going to want. The GT3s. Yeah. Yeah. And what 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 happened to this this leading Corvette that I was hearing about? Uh, yeah, an LMP2 decided it wanted to turn across the nose of it, and it it just stuck it into the barrier down the Mulsanne. Just ruined yeah. it. Um, it's really Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm watching the Sky F1 coverage right now, and they're doing the famous gloves and steering wheel Kimi Raikkonen moment, and then Damon Hill's about to go cycling. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I can't wait for him to stack it and then blame Michael Schumacher. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, good. I'm glad we got a joke in there. I feel like, but by the podcast, what one Michael Schumacher joke per, per race is about per right, isn't it? Yeah, per yeah. week. Oh, there's Lewis Hamilton traveling to what's next to Azerbaijan. Definitely not. Definitely not. Fucking the right way. Was the price car showing that? Sky showing Lewis Hamilton. Sky showing Lewis Hamilton failing is a bit like the police showing policemen doing illegal things. It just doesn't happen. I I I I don't know. I haven't. What What was he doing that was wrong? Uh, he went straight on at turn one. He forgot his brake magic, and now Valtteri Bottas has just overtaken a lot of them. Go Valtteri! Show us that magnificent ass. It looks really good in Lycra. Is this some sort of promo you thing you're watching? No, this is just the pre-race build-up. Oh, okay. Right, I'm with you. Anyway, let's move Oh, no, hang on. Sorry. Charles Leclerc is going to do his I am stupid thing. Yeah. Great moment. I am stupid. I am stupid. This he is, is great. quite stupid. <laughs> he is, but he's not as stupid as Lance Stroll. Let's talk about that. Oh, for God's sake, Lance fucking Stroll. The moment he did it, I'd st- you, you're a donut. And then he went and did it again. again. But better. Oh, Ericsson hit him. Yeah. I, I, that's fucking beyond me how someone can be that, that level of moronic. It just makes no sense at all how he managed to fuck that up that badly twice. And we have to tolerate him being an F1? Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we saw Seb make a mistake. We did. We did. We're currently watching Seb drive into Lewis Hamilton. That was a mistake. That Um, was definitely a mistake. Yeah, but Seb Seb made, made a mistake in qualifying. He then didn't compound that mistake by then immediately crashing. Making a bigger mistake. Yeah. I. (laughs) Oh... Also, just because this this came up in a discussion with someone on on the Discord yesterday about Mick Schumacher. What did that person say? I haven't been watching. They 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 are very much on the boat of um but we I should be giving him more time. Yeah. I'm... If it weren't for if it weren't for his last name, I don't think he'd get more time. If he was someone else, I think yeah. possibly he wouldn't get that extra time. Like I'm 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 a civil person and I sort of took the fact of okay, the cars have changed drastically from last year, but K Mac had a year out, came back and is is beating him quite yeah. sort of so far quite convincingly and Schumacher is making mistakes just trying to keep up with him. Yeah, I I want to give the lad all the time in the world, but how much how much time are we saying is time? Because he's been really slow here at Azerbaijan as well. And it's not just time. If you're Gunter Steiner, it's like lots of money. Yeah, yeah, we are we are talking the pennies. So yeah, I. And they're not going to get rid of him because he's, he is somewhat supported by Ferrari. But Ferrari are going to remove that support at some point, surely. You think so? There's the problem only... is who who goes and drives for Haas then? Who's got that Ferrari support coming up? Don't necessarily need the Ferrari support. No one else is going to want to drive for Haas. I don't know. They've not got the worst car on the grid this year. This year? No, they're not doing. They're not doing the worst, are they? No, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure who you get in that car. You'd you'd probably get Fittipaldi, wouldn't you? Uh, Fittipaldi, or who is the other Ferrari up and comer? Uh, isn't Jack Aitken with Ferrari? No, Ilot. Oh, Callum Ilot. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was an Englishman. 
Um, yeah, he he he's he's an option if Ferrari want if Ferrari wanted to fill the seat. Maybe that depends if they have an arrangement like they used to have at Sauber. I think they, I think they Sorry, have Alfa Romeo. Some sort of of a rate. There's obviously some some arrangement there. Obviously, the engines are cheaper because they've got Mick in the car. That's that, that's a decision that has been made. But yeah, I I I, I, I don't know. I I just that's just moving beyond now. That point of oh well, he's he's. He's doing his best. He's only new, and it's just starting now to get into the realms of how long do I have to watch this for? Is is he going to get better? I hope he does, but yeah, just kind of not filling me with confidence at the moment. Is little Mick? No, he's not. I just I, yeah, I don't I don't know. But I'm actually just discovering a story now while I'm looking at things for MotoGP. Uh, Australian Jack Miller has officially left Ducati. Uh, yeah, he's off to Red Bull? KTM. K- KTM? As, are they They're Red Bull sponsored? They are. Okay, yeah, I, I did see that story of them being Red Bull sponsored. Yes, that's most likely where he's going to end. Oh, yeah, there we go. Miller signs two-year deal with Red Bull KTM. Perfect. There we go. Yeah, I was I was correct. I knew something about motorbikes that Jimmy didn't. Correct. You also you also knew that uh, a certain Alicia Spargaro forgot how to count before I did because I hadn't actually watched that race yet. I have Axie to thank for that one. Thank you, Axie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I watched that and I'm like, oh, what's this? And oh, fuck, it's just ruined the race. It didn't but... ruin the race because the race was actually quite good. But we'll we'll move on into that if we're ready. Well, we, we, I, I do have to preface this podcast with the fact that obviously I fucked up yesterday and screwed up the times of when we were going to be doing this and got held up. Um, so as an apology to Jimmy, I am not making um, Tour de France jokes for for this yeah. podcast. He's still going to make black magic jokes, but that's fine. Yes. Yeah, those, those are still jokes I will make. Um, and the fact that <laughs> Motorbikes make no sense. Oh, and also, just before we get onto bikes, obviously the TT's been on, and I feel like a a, a mention. Yeah, we should pay to, um, tribute to those two. Yeah, the sidecar um, rider and his co co pilot that obviously passed away sadly due to an accident. Who in are, the TT? Yeah, who are father and son? It should be mentioned. Yeah, was it a practice session as well? It wasn't. I'm not sure. But I do know that since it started, if you combine riders and spectators, the Isle of Man TT has an average of two deaths per year. Yeah, it's... It is where the men with the biggest balls go and play. Yeah, I've... It's kind of sad. And it, it does frequently... And I know... And this this kind of... On this side of thing, this kind of annoys me, but obviously... We just accept deaths at the TT because it's that dangerous and doing it. But yeah, but like, I feel like something's I know what you're saying. Maybe, but, I'm, but, I'm, I mean, I'm, yes, something has to change. But I, I don't think they will. I, I, I think I, I, that's part of the attraction of that event in particular. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to turn the telly on, and it, 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 it very much the same as. Obviously, when F F one back in sort of the sixties and seventies, you, you turn the telly on, wondering who was going to die today. Yeah, and I, I I just personally, I just don't like that about the TT. I have absolute respect for those guys that jump on a thousand cc motorcycle, um, and then, um. Do 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 that. It's it's ridiculous what those lads are capable of and do frequently. Absolutely. And there's an Australian rider who's done it for a long, long time. And he goes, It's a roulette. He goes, Every time you go there you think it'll happen to someone else, but eventually you're someone else's someone else. Yeah, and that that's that's the thing. It, it, and some of the stories that I've heard from it, like there was a guy that went out, um, this was a few years ago, I don't think this is recent, guy went out on his like 
four or six hundred cc motorcycle, binned it, was fine. Luckily, then jumped on his thousand horsepower bike or cc bike, even sorry, a thousand horsepower. Fucking yeah. hell, yeah, Jesus, that bike. Um, yeah, jumped on his a uh, thousand cc bike, binned it, killed himself and several spectators. Yeah, like that's getting back on the horse. If you couldn't do it on on that particular bike, what? Why? Why are you jumping on a thousand? Yeah, but yeah, obviously very sad. Um, we'll we'll move on to MotoGP where they have smaller testicles. Um, not by much. Um, and cannot count, which is very good because obviously the Isle of Man TT is is only um one one lap really. Yeah, it's you a time trial. Yeah, you, you can't really fuck up counting that one out. So let's no. let's discuss how moto motorbike riders can't count, Jimmy. No, we we have to go back a few weeks because Jimmy forgot to keep up to date with MotoGP for a little while. So we'll start at we'll start at the Le Mans Bugatti race. Um, it it's, it was almost going to be wet, like it usually is in in Le Mans for that race, and then oh, it I, wasn't going to be wet. I don't know what racing in the wet is. We just I I just don't see it. So no, no, we 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 do that. Oh, what's that like? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Scary as fuck, but it's great. Who would know? The to be fair, the spray isn't as much of a problem with bikes as it comes up in like a very sort of slim rooster tail. Yeah, so if you can't yeah. see, you just move over a couple of feet. Yeah, I, I got yeah. It's it's nowhere near as bad, but obviously, at least you guys do get to do it, and that's ballsier. <laughs> exactly, it's really ballsy. Just proving that we are a better sport. But anyway, drive. Dry race. Yes. And Alex Rins has possibly one of the scariest crashes you would see for a long time. Not in the sense that it was a massive crash, but it was where he went off and what could have happened that made it so scary. So he essentially straight lined turn one at Le Mans. And it's the same for the Bugatti circuit as it is for the. Uh, 24 hours, so it's that long sweeping right-hander. He went straight on across the gravel trap, somehow oh, really? held it, somehow held it, got back onto the pavement, and then the arsen kicked out, and he had a, a minor low side. He was fine, but he went off at something like 280 kilometers an hour into a gravel trap. So why did he just fall off the track on that slight right-hand sweep? He did. I, yeah, I, was, I was wondering why I, you just did you forget to turn. Is that a difficult I, corner I, for bikes? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a definite corner for bikes. That's about three quarter lean angle. Did he? But, is is there some reason? Do you have to count that one? Is it? Is it did he just lose track of his corner numbers? Was <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm I'm assuming motorcycle riders actually. It's it's not counting. It's actually done by you know the little like bricks that you used to have to put in certain shapes and bits. I, I'm assuming they know corners off off those. So I'm assuming he thought he was at trying. No, idiot. no, that's rectangle. Oh well. Anyway, moving on to the battle for the championship, which is actually really interesting this year because. Uh, a guy called Francesco Bagnaia was leading the championship at that particular race, and he is someone who a lot of people have caught during races but have never been able to pass. Someone did actually go past him this time, and in the endeavour to cha- in like when he tried to catch them back up and pass them, he actually crashed out of the race. Something he hasn't done for years, wow. crashing out of the lead of a race. So that's his championship essentially over now because well, he followed he it up. In, in the lead, was he? he? He was second. He was chasing the lead. He was second. Yeah, but he hasn't crashed out of leading contention for a little while. Okay. Uh, and then we follow it up with Italy, Mugello, one of my favourite tracks outside of Australia. 
love that track, especially for bikes. Uh, not much happened, I'll be honest with you. Not a lot happened. Uh, Pekka Bagnaia ends up winning that race, which is fantastic for him because it's an Italian winning on a Ducati in Italy. So the Italians blew their collective minds. I'm assuming that's a very much a... You said it's Mugello, so that, that long... Very long straight, that probably long assisting straight. the Bugatti or Ducati, even. Yes. Ah. Yeah, the, the Ducati has always been, since about 2007, has always been the straight line speed bike. So it is essentially always has been what the Red Bull is this season. Yeah. If that makes sense. Which is exactly what's going to happen today. Yeah, the one interesting thing that did happen is Brad Binder, one of our favourite riders here at the Can't Race for Shed podcast, knocked um, a winglet off of only one side of his bike. Does that make now, a big difference? On a motorcycle where there's not a lot of downforce, you wouldn't think it would make a huge difference, but apparently it made a massive difference because on in a straight line, he was having to hang off to the left to actually keep it going in a straight line. I imagine when that downforce probably does start to sort of load up a bit, yeah, maybe it does yeah. make a... Makes a huge difference, and people yeah. were suggesting that he should have knocked the other one off with his hand. But there was that whole argument about wings on bikes being being silly and dangerous. There were, yes. So it was as long as they're a part of the frame construction of the bike and not something that's just been bolted on at the end, it's okay. Right. So that they don't fly off as easily and don't hit riders in the head, etc. Because they couldn't do that with the bike. What do you mean? Well, I'm saying there's just a large detachable piece of metal from the meat suit riding it that could hit someone. <laughs> I just, meat I just, suit riding I'm, it. I'm just pointing out a slight. Like, I, I, I really, I, I love the fact that they're they're making a conscious effort for safety there. That's good, good for them. But I just feel like pointing out the fact that you have a very detachable human being from from the large piece of it. But in fact, you had this issue, um, guys. Uh, uh, God, it was um, Red Bull Ring. Yes. Where where the, where the meat suit became disconnected from from the piece of metal and persisted to <laughs> fly down the track at high millions speed. of miles an hour. Yes, and Valentino the, the Rossi bike... nearly did, yeah. didn't do anything ever again, except from possibly eat from a straw. I doubt he would have been eating from a straw. That bike was. Oh, that's that is the scariest accident I've ever seen in any motorsport ever. Well, on the other hand, if he was eating through a straw, he could. Him, Michael could probably set up their own racing series. It's potato racing. I'm going to hell. Oh, I tried so hard not to laugh at that. I'm going straight to hell. I made a fun. conscious effort. I'm not laughing at that. You did. My God, Too man. You're going to hell. My God. My God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, you you guys don't have wings because they're dangerous. Yeah. So we have wings, but now they've sort of fused them into the chassis. Right. So instead they... of being like boltable, they're sort of part of the frame. And they and they still break anyway. From time to time. It's Brilliant. like a wing mirror on a car. Brilliant. So it's what part of the frame, not bolted on, but they could still come off. What else do we have, Jimmy? What Catalonia. We have Catalonia, otherwise known as Barcelona. Uh it's the the Catalonia circuit to Spain that everyone hates in F one, but for MotoGP it's a great track with lots of overtaking. Because That's... we can use the good final corner. Yes. Sorry, good last second to last corner. Yes, because you're. Whereas F1 went, 
do you know what we can do? We could, we should reprofile this corner. You mean the corner that there was actually a bit of potential for overtaking at? Yeah, yeah, we'll reprofile. What about the last corner though? And then that... no, no, but, we won't. We won't do that. But tell me how that makes sense. I don't know. Motorcycles with a detachable human. Yes. Say yes. That is enough space from the edge of the track to the air fence. But cars that you can stay in and a big protective around you, they're like, no, that's not enough space. Yes. How does that work? I. I don't know. <laughs> He's lost for words. I I I, I, yeah, well, I, 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 I just don't know when it like uh, decisions are stupid. Yes. FIA decisions are stupid for sure. Anyway, we move on to Catalonia, which we're oh, already you just here. reminded me of something brilliant as well. Have I? Yes. Yes, yeah, fine. Carry on with Catalonia. Just, just remind me of um, F1 Sky Twat. F1 Sky Twat. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what FIA. Coming. I think I know what FIA decision you're going to talk about. No, 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 no. There's no FIA de- oh, possibly, but. Either way, there's yeah. Just just do do your Catalonia bit. Yes, um, I'll just let you know that the cars are leaving the pit lane at Baku and they're going around to the grid. That's fine. So that's that's fine. what's it's, currently happening now. But thirty five minutes, it's fine. We're good. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, so multiple rider pile up at turn one. Multiple rider pile up. I think like three or four riders. Uh, including Pekka Bagnaya, who has not had a, a good last couple of rounds. He's Crashed out, won, and then crashed out again. But it was not his fault. No, never is. He was taken out by a Japanese rider called Takai Nakagami. I think I saw somewhere this crash. I think it was on the internet, but there was a big sort of pile up, and people run- were people running back to the pits to get spares, spare bikes. Do you guys have spare bikes? Uh, MotoGP class do, Moto2 class don't. I think you're talking about the Portugal crash that I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago. Oh, possibly. I don't know. You were talking about bikes. I switched off. <laughs> I think you might be referencing that crash. But, uh, yeah, so one of the championship contenders has been taken out entirely. And now, essentially, there are two championship contenders left. A guy, a Frenchman named Fabio Quattararo. Who was the world championship? Who was the world champion last year? And uh, a guy named Aleish Aspargaro. I know that name. Oh, you, you certainly do, my friend. You certainly do. Uh, so, Aleish Aspargaro fights his way from about fifth on the grid to second. Yes. And I must explain, he's on an Aprilia, which, despite being a factory effort, is essentially. Oh, let's call it. It's an Alpine, so it's okay. Incompetent at the best of times. Yeah, it's an okay bike, but it's not a bike that should be challenging for wins under any circumstances. Right. Right. Yeah. So he fights his way up to second, which would give him only a thirteen-point champ- uh, gap in the championship to Quadraro. Everyone else is. 50, 60 points away now due to like crashes and etc, etc. He comes across the line with two laps to go and as most people in our Discord have seen, initially it looks like he has a mechanical problem. A lot of riders when they have mechanicals will raise their hand to say, look, I'm going to be slowing down. Please don't to the back of me. Right? Essentially, he starts giving the thumbs up and starts waving to the crowd and the commentators catch on that he has forgotten there is another lap to go. Because he's so an idiot. Instead of finishing second and getting 20 points, he finishes fifth and gets 11. If if anyone wants to donate, we are, like I said, setting up some sort of foundation. Yeah. Uh, also pertinent to the MotoGP Championship, Mark Marquez, who's been sort of on and off for the past four years after a huge, huge crash at Jerez. 
uh, has taken the rest of the season off to have one more surgery on his arm. And he said, this is the last chance. If I don't come back and be competitive, I'm retiring for good. And this man, I think I'm right in saying, is an eight-time world champion, seven or eight-time world champion. Yeah, he was sort of the he's, real, real He's first done a guy lot to, of winning. Lot, first guy to really come along and really challenge Rossi again, wasn't he? Sort of, Rossi was yeah, ultimately... Yeah, Stoner. Yeah. Stoner didn't win Stoner, that many, though, did he? Stoner won two championships and exited while he was like 32 because he suffered from chronic fatigue and would oftentimes throw up in his helmet during the race. That's... Yeah. Bit gross. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. not a lot of room in those helmets, so, is there? He'd, uh, at first, he thought it was lactose intolerance, but he would spend a lot of races with vomit in his helmet. Oh, that's nasty. Otherwise, he would have won a lot more championships. He was one of the greatest riders of all time. Oh, well, fair enough. Good for him. Yeah. There was a weekend uh, in like Australian Superbikes, and he raced in, I think, four or five different categories. But there was 13 races he competed in in the weekend, 13 different races across different classes, and he won 12 of them. That's actually... Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the, the man, the man was a god. I could go on about Stoner for a long, a long, long time. I'm just glad, but obviously, someone challenged Rossi at some point. Yeah. Like, I, I knew obviously, like I, I knew I've known a couple of um, Rossi fans in my time, and they are not the biggest. They don't like Mark Marquez. I like Mark Marquez purely because I've met him in person. And he is just a really, really nice guy. Oh, okay. So I I wanted to hate Mark Marquez. I really did. But having met him in person, I I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Right. Difficult to hate someone that is actually genuinely nice. Yeah, someone... While we were there meeting Mark Marquez, someone broke through the tape, like that was holding people back, and like tried to hug him and shake his hand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Instead of freaking out, he's like, "Look, mate, we've got a couple." Of... He didn't say that obviously because he's Spanish, but he said, "Look, mate, we've got these people over here. These guys have paid for tickets. As soon as I'm done with them, I'll come over. We'll take photos, yada yada." And he, he kept his friend. word. Yeah, he kept his word. Oh, okay. Well, so he's not okay because that's that, literally the only stuff I've ever heard about him. He's, he's a bad guy. No, he's a really nice guy. Oh, right. No, I've heard he's bad, bad, bad guy, bad man. Rossi is a bad guy. Rossi, Rossi is a bad bloke with superficial charm. I'm, he's I'm really like, good for I've, the cameras. I've seen but then the once he's of... off the camera. He's seen, not a good guy. I've seen videos of Rossi doing some questionable shit with other people. Um, Riding, you know, very much yeah. that Michael Schumacher complex of things. Yeah, but Michael Schumacher was a supposedly a decent guy out of the car. I, I mean, I like Rossi. I've been a Rossi fan for years, but the guy's a dick. Oh, okay, fair enough. He walks around with his own security team, obviously, but he doesn't sign autographs. He doesn't stop for photos. He doesn't even wave to fans. He just walks where he needs to be, and that's it. Oh. So, whereas Mark Marquez, he'll stop for just about anybody, sign a photograph, snap a selfie, do whatever. Oh, but just generally be a half-decent lad as such. Yeah, which is why I can't hate him. I can't hate Marquez at all. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. I, I, I... It was just, but the impression I was always told was he's he's an unpleasant human being. But he is quite the opposite. Okay, anyway, so yeah, Jimmy has discovered something that he really wants to have a go on. It I'm is. Sure it you is. Should, a... you, should, you should say her name in front of Sam. I think that might no. upset. Her. It is. It is a. It is a motorcycle black magic training machine. 
what it is, right, is, is it's a rolling road with a platform and a spring on it and then two cables that attach to the front, front wheel of your bike. And it is a wheelie, wheelie training system. The only thing I think you might fall down on with this wheelie training system plan is, Jimmy, it sounds flawless. If, I, if, if I'm being honest, what, what you're saying sounds absolutely flawless. One problem. Yes. I'm not sure you you have a bike. I was I was I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. Yeah, that that but it's okay because the company that I looked at, which is unfortunately in New South Wales, have bikes that you can use. Okay, well they will provide you it. Right. Um then I one other small thing, tiny, yes, insignificant thing that that you might find is a problem with this, and I, I, I say I, I, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up because I honestly I don't think it's that much of an issue. But, um, your good lady, yes, how does she feel about you spending all of her money on on that? Well, currently spending all of our money on buying a replacement car. Because she did the crash. She did the crash. She did. But did I still don't see too. how that, that gets you a wheelie machine. Other than you wheelie, wheelie want one. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> some build up there. No, but... the, the, the first thing the first thing I'm gonna buy when my tax return comes in is I'm going to buy a gaming PC and then I'm going to leave for ACC and, and all the Xbox plebs will stay behind. Bastard. Well, to be fair, so I'm planning on doing the same that, thing, so I can hardly... That should happen in the next month or two. Oh, really? Oh, well, that soon. Oh, right. Yeah, you uh-huh. are bastard. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll still keep my Xbox. Maybe. Well, to be fair, it's inevitable. It is what we're all planning on eventually doing, isn't it? So. Yeah. But I think there's a, a sim racer out there who wouldn't love to have a PC because then I'd do all the AC mods and I'd drive literally every car in existence around Phillip Island. That is your, I do that I have heard that is your game plan, isn't it? Just Phillip Island for the rest of your life. I I will be running a Phillip Island series, I guarantee it. Well, hopefully once I'm I'm in my new house and PC can happen. Yeah, that will, I I hope so. I hope I hope it's not a paid mod. Even if it's paid, it won't be that much. It's ACC stuff. Yeah, not ACC stuff. AC stuff. AC, AC yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Anyway, there there is one more thing we have to talk about. Um, has has Sam seen the photo that I've sent you? Yes. Yeah, I did show her the shopping cart photo. What what did she say? I I don't really think she realised, and I I didn't want to like push it on her too much. But obviously, if she, if she finds out that there was a thing in the wrong place, as a trolley in the wrong place, she she won't be happy. Because that that is one of Sam's absolute pet hates, isn't it? Yes, she. That causes her physical pain. And she's one of those people that goes and rearranges said trolleys. Yeah, she does have to do that. If we're at if we're at the um shop, she does have to go go to that shop's trolley yes. bay, rearrange it, sort it all out, and then then we're allowed to get in the car and go right. go home. It's quite hilarious. Um the other thing, I don't know if you guys are experiencing it, fruit and vegetables are costing way too much. Way too much. Uh, veg. Is that happening over there? Not so much on the veg side of things. Meat prices have, have gone up substantially. Really? Our meat prices are all right. Our, a head of lettuce is currently costing 12 Australian dollars. That's like £6.50 for a head that, of lettuce. That is a lot, actually. I'll yeah. give you that. 
And then there's a shop in Victoria that's been caught trying to sell watermelons for a hundred Australian dollars. That's like fifty pounds. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, meat meat prices have gone up for us quite substantially. Ours is just electricity, gas, water, vegetables, fruit. You know, the well, things guess, we really need to live. Okay, yeah, our our gas and Gas and electricity prices have shot right up, which is then where the the whole meat thing has also gone gone up. But not not so much. I don't think the veg has gone up too much. Yeah, right. Lucky you guys. Not 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 by the amount you just described. It's a good thing I don't eat vegetables. (laughs) It's just meat. Yeah, but the problem is so bad down here that Subway and KFC have actually stopped using lettuce altogether, and they've used cabbage. That's not change. So yeah, as, the fast food a, places are just like we can't be asked buying lettuce. That feels like a odd, an odd change. Right. Yeah, I think we've just well, about yeah, covered everything. I think we have just about covered everything, and they're they're currently talking to the horny man on the grid walk. So I I think Red Bull are gonna probably win this. They've got a quite a large straight line speed advantage. Ah, Ferrari just which Red Bull. I have Perez. My money's on the Perez. I I I hope so. That's that's where my I money really is. I really hope so. I my because he out qualified Max fair and square. Yes, without the toe, he had no toe on that last lap. That was a pole lap. How did he put his foot down if he had no toe? I don't he know. Just put his stump down. Yeah. Yes, yeah, stumpy right. Perez. Stumpy sexo. But yeah, he, he he didn't have a toe. So yeah, that was that was an absolutely a um a pole lap. It so, would have been if he had the toe. Yeah, yeah, if he had the toe, that would have been pole. Oh, excuse me, drunk Jimmy is tired, Jimmy. Yeah, that happens to me, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to be watching this race live. It's actually on at a reasonable time, and we've got a bank holiday tomorrow. So I'll be in the motorsport chat, stirring shit, telling Redshift that Max Verstappen is the greatest person to ever live. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's I what I'll be, be doing. I'll be downstairs watching it shortly. Will you? All right, I'll be, I'll be stirring shit with Ed, telling Ed that Lewis Hamilton is the worst person to ever live. Okay, Nazis and everyone. Right. Yeah. Speaking we... of Nazis, how are you currently going? I got I got myself out of my predicament with with gunfire. <laughs> that's that's usually the way to do it. What 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 we should say is is drunk Ed was playing Sniper Elite Five last night, got yes. himself into predicament, and thought, oh yeah, I'll just log out here, and well, then sober Ed. Well, apparently, drunk Ed managed to stealth his way into the middle of a building full of Nazis, get all the way to the top of it. And then realised he had no reason to be up there and went, don't know how to get down. I'll leave this for Sobered to figure out in the morning. Turns out, no way. <laughs> Drunk Ed's a dick. As if you bother with stealth in that game. Well, I had to unstealth to get out. I, I just don't bother with, I don't bother with stealth in the first place. I bothered with it. It, it didn't go well. For those of you who have played Sniper on Elite 5, my field reports are always the very top right corner of lethal and assault. Ah, see, mine are always um, closer towards the assault line, but within stealth and assault, or stealth and lethal. (laughs) Mine are absolute top right corner. I've gone in all guns blazing, alarms, everything. Ah, no, I I try to minimise detection and, and, and dome heads from a distance. That's okay. Drunk Jimmy last night picked a fight with a tank and left it for Sober Jimmy to clear up. <laughs> I've, uh, but I've told you how to kill it now, so it's fine. Yes. Ugh. Right. I will let anyway, you know. we should go that, on, that'll on do. Obviously, loud music. Give us the countdown, my friend. All right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> <laughs>